This podcast is made possible thanks to our supporters on Patreon. A big thank you goes out to Adnan Isel, owner of Isellers Estate Winery. You can visit them at 615 Concession 5 Road in Niagara-on-the-Lake or check out their website at isellers.ca. Find out how you can support us, like Adnan, by visiting patreon.com slash twoguystalkingwine. You're listening to Two Guys Talking Wine with Michael Pincus and Andre Pru. All right, Andre, you drunk souse. Let's see what happens with this one. I'm not drunk. I am seasoned. I'm just so tired. I don't know if anyone listening to this podcast knows, but my day job is I'm a producer at a news radio station. Jeez, what are you talking about these days, Andre? Oh, I really wonder, but work has been exhausting but, uh, I mean, for those of you who don't know, please listen to News Talk 1010. Help make sure I keep getting paid during the COVID crisis. Uh, this is going to be one of our first podcasts for April. We are doing... Are you going to sing for this? Can you give me a bit of a fanfare? What are we doing, Michael? We are doing... Mm-hmm. I don't even know what we're doing. Oh, we're doing two thumbs up. Okay, okay. why don't you try to take it and I'll, I'll do a fanfare. All right, Andre. Um... I guess we're going to uh, be doing our April uh, bump. Two thumbs up. There we go. Was oh, that okay. was that so hard? Yeah, it was. All right, let's let's roll through the list. Um, we have a- I do want to give once again a special shout out to the people at Family Wine Merchants for sending us some great wines and some not so great wines for two thumbs up, and to Alex Sproul from Trail Estates for courageously sending us a Baco Noir. That uh, I don't. Know, we'll see. We'll see whether it makes the cut. All right. Here we go. Ready? You want to start with the first one? No. You know what? I'm, in, I, I'm the one who. Uh, yeah. You. You. You hand picked this. I hand picked this because I was very like excited by it. Like a perfect piece of it. fruit on a tree. Uh, Charme d'Alienor Cremant de Bordeaux. Now we don't see a lot of Cremant de Bordeaux. We do not. And uh, 17.95 is the price on it, and it is coming out, uh, or it did come out, I guess. Uh, March 21st. Uh, it is 90% Semillon, 10% Cab Franc, traditional interesting, method. Interesting, interesting. It's yeah. an inter- interesting blend. And What did um, I get from you? What did I get from you? Well, look, I loved the great acidity. I loved the tangerine. Uh, I loved that subtle sweetness, but it was fruit sweetness, uh, not just for the sake of being sweet. Pretty floral, a ginger ale note, and I thought at $17.95, well worth the price. It's a big, big, Big thumbs up for me. I loved this wine. It was a big thumbs up for me, but the slight caveat I need to warn listeners is when you're tasting something like uh, a Cremant de Bourgogne or even a Cremant de Loire, you expect it to taste more champagne-like. The great thing about this Cremant de Bordeaux is it is unchampagne-like. And I'll be perfectly honest, at $17.95, this is a shot across the bow to Prosecco lovers. If you want something to make a great mimosa... This is a fantastic wine. It is a big thumbs up for me. Uh, tangerine, honey crisp apple, and the acidity is fantastic. I, I just think it, it's you don't even need the mimosa part. I think it's it's drinkable. On yeah, its own. totally, totally. So uh, we got the 2019 Trail Estates. Oh, Julius, uh, a skin contact. It's oh, a blend of aromatic God is whites. What I gotta say to this. Oh, uh, you know what, Mike? Go screw yourself. What? So what did you say? It was Riesling, Viognier, Muscat, Antonelle, Gewurztraminer. Uh, go ahead. I, I just I I listen. 
I still remain a skeptic to this style on a personal level. It's an orange wine. It is an orange wine. So we got some skin contact. It's it's served in a uh, champagne style bottle, a sparkling bottle, but uh, it's not fizzy. Um, I'm giving it a thumbs up. If you're a natural wine lover, if you're a fan of this style, it is very clean. It's really well put together. The aromatics are really amplified. You do get some of that really nice tannin. It's got kind of that um, that sweet tea note to it without any sweetness to it. But like uh, the finish is super clean. You don't get any funky or weird, um, you know, wine fault on the finish. It's just really good winemaking. And if you're a fan of the style, you're going to love this. I, I think my only critique is it's a little bit pricey at $35, but I'm still giving it a thumbs up. That's my that's my that's one of my big problems with $35. You know, orange notes all over this thing. I didn't like the, uh, the, the bitter tannins that I got off of it. It's an okay wine. It's not the greatest thing in the entire world. Um, it's just not my wine, and I'm a thumbs down. Sorry, Alex. It's just I just can't give you anything. You're only thumbs down because you don't like the style, and you refuse to acknowledge that I it couldn't drink any of it. That's why I'm down on it. I have yeah, to be able to drink people, the wine. Yeah, but there's people who are gonna want to drink it and are yeah, gonna but, love it. But I'm but the people who like me do not want to drink. Yeah, that okay. Shit. That wine belongs at every natural wine bar in Toronto right now. No, whatever you want to believe. Uh, I think you want to go with the uh, Henry of Pelham 2018 Spec Family Reserve Chardonnay. Am I correct on that? Yeah, VQA Short Hills Bench 2995. Uh, my first note is, shut the f*** up, Michael. This isn't a, because it says it on the label, label, label wine that I like. It's the more I taste the Henry of Pelham Spec Family Reserve Chardonnays, the more I start to get it. If you're someone who goes to the winery right now and tastes it, it's going to taste over-oaked. But that is not the case. The thing about Henry of Pelham is they are very forward-looking with their winemaking, especially with the Chardonnay. This needs a couple years. So if you are a wine lover, if you're a Chardonnay lover, this wine is for you, but buy it, forget about it, put it in your cellar for a couple of years, and it will definitely reward you with a fully balanced, new world-style Chardonnay that lets the fruit mingle very well with a lot of spice and a lot of vanilla. Now, Michael, let's entertain the audience with your bullshit. Thumbs down review. Actually, uh, this was an okay uh, Chardonnay for me. What? I uh, I was okay with that one. I I thought the uh, the butterscotch, the vanilla, and the spice, the peach cobbler, the apple crisp. I totally agree with you that it needs some time. It's not fully integrated. Uh, I like the interesting spice finish, and it was really really a long finish. So it's a thumbs up from me, but you've got to give it time. If you're going to drink it now, then you're committing and infanticide. don't serve it too cold. No, forget the coldness. You want to chill this thing down, but you're committing infanticide if you're drinking it now or within the next couple of years. You need probably to drink this one in 2022. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. Or up to, I'd even push it as far as 2030 to see how it evolves, but make sure you have a proper seller if you're going to hold it that long. I don't think, I don't think it's going to go that long, but it's 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 going to be an enjoyable uh, wine you know, in a couple maybe of years. We'll do two thumbs up in 10 years and see whether which one of us is right. All right. Well, the Speck Brothers got to send us another bottle so we can sit on it. All right. So are we doing the trail? We are doing the trail. Look, uh, this is the 2018 Chardonnay Vintage Oh, why don't you put 3. a little enthusiasm into it? Um, VQA Prince Edward County. Uh, you know what, Andre? This is the one where I say to you, yeah, you know what? It's saying Chardonnay on the no, label, and no, you're no, pulling out no, your penis and no, just jerking no. off all over this wine. Because this is funky, and it's earthy, and it's got some tangerine skin. Yeah, it's skin, so Prince Edward County. And it's so gross, I can't even tell you. 
Uh, it is, uh, I said it's an NMC, which is not my Chardonnay, and I would not drink this with your mouth. But then it's it turns okay. out you've been, you've been your spending, mouth likes oh, yeah. it. You've been spending so much time in Italy, you forgot what wine tastes like. No, it's no, okay. It's okay. It's okay. I, I forgive you. This is a big thumbs up for me. This is everything that's great about Prince Edward County Chardonnay. No, it's not. There are some reductive notes, so there's a bit of matchstick on the nose <gasps> that does begin to blow off really quick. This was made by Mackenzie Brisbois. Like, I mean, this is a horrible wine. No, it's I, not. It's, it it's, is... it's it's complex. It's delicious. No. It has everything from no. the apple spectrum from very fresh Golden delicious apple right I don't off know the what wine you were tasting. Pie. This is uh, there horrific. are some there are some there are some spice notes on this. This is also another Chardonnay that's going to reward you with a bit of age. I wouldn't hold this as long as the Henry of Pelham. Give it about 12 months and you will deeply enjoy this wine. The Trail Estate Chardonnay Vintage 3. Big thumbs up from Andre. Oh, a big down from me. Down, down, down. Down. Oh yeah. Well, why don't we talk about some Sicilian wine that you think is so great? The oh, the Cusamano Insolia Terra Siciliani. Look, this is uh, this is twelve ninety five coming to the LCBO. Hang on, hang on, hang on. That's another thumbs down for me. So uh, great acidity, citrus pith. There is a slight bitterness, which I think Andre didn't like, and that's why he's down on that one. You call it pith? I call it like sucking on a I don't know a radicchio, just pure bitterness. Look, if you're sitting on the patio. Enjoying some salad, some salmon, something that's going to remind nope. you of summer. No. Nope. This is the kind of wine you're going to need. So I'm a thumbs nope. up on this Cusamano nope. and Solia. No. Nope. I think it's a summery wine. Andre nope. would be very upset to know that. And I'll tell you something else, I'd rather Andre, drink water. You also didn't chill this wine. So I see something in it that you did not. So if you had put some chill on that wine, you would have been much, much happier. I think okay. we should move on to the Lacey 2016 Cab Franc, a lot nine, which potentially could be uh, a sleeper wine right now for us. Oh, what are you doing? You're putting out something here. I'm getting that Siciliana again because you accused me of not chilling it. It's got a chill on it now. But now it's in red wine glasses. So uh, I don't even know what to say to you, Andre, anymore. Okay. Nope, that's still a nope for me. Hold on. You know what? The Sicilian is like oh, a, a really great movie trailer where when you show up at the theater to watch it, you're just unbelievably disappointed. I think it's got some great grapefruit, some great pith. I think that's a very pretty wine for it's summer. It's bitter. All right. Too bitter for Andre. All right. Drunken Andre has said a thumbs down. A sober Michael says thumbs up. 2016 Lacey Lot 9 Cabernet Franc. Sober Andre gives this wine a thumbs up. And Drunken Andre seems to give it a thumbs up too. So that's all right. Uh, you know what? It, it's one of these wines from 2016 where I think everyone just went, everyone in Niagara, and this is made with Niagara fruit in spite of it being lacy, located in Prince Edward County, you just went balls to the wall making these massive red wines, which unapologetically I enjoy and in a hot vintage in Niagara are something I really love having in the wine cellar. But this is approachable. The acid balance is still great. Um there's a hint of the savory notes you expect from Cabernet Franc, so there's some really great vineyard management or winemaking decisions being made. But a few years in barrel or bottle, I don't know how long ago it was bottled, the tannin is soft and ready to go. I don't know if I want to hold this in a cellar for too long, but I am very happy to drink this wine right now. 
I thought it was a very drink now kind of wine, although I think uh, given a, another bottle, I would definitely hold it just to see, just to see what, what happens. Under a screw cap, so it might evolve slowly. But as you said, Niagara Fruit, Four Mile Creek, uh, I got some herbal notes to it. Uh, I definitely got a hint of tobacco on the finish, a little white pepper. There was some black cherry cassis, black raspberry, but it's not over the top on that fruit department. It is definitely underlying underneath all that herbal pepper tobacco. Uh, I'm a thumbs up on it. I'm just barely a thumbs Whoa! up. That's a two thumbs up here. But I, I, I think it, uh, it is something that you should definitely look into uh, picking up and give and giving at least your opinion on it because I think I think it's I think it's a wine that has not potential, but you know it's a food wine for sure. Uh, barbecue. Know, wine. I, I hate the word food wine, but I'm okay with it. Here. But it's a barbecue. Bar- I think it's a barbecue wine. You get it with some burgers and some pasta. I think that you're you're happy with that. 2018 Chateau de Charme Pinot Noir. This is the 1595 general list wine. It's the entry level to Pinot Noir from Ontario. I'm usually a big fan of this wine, but I'll let you go first. Uh, you know what? Uh, Amelie has been making some really great 2016s, and I'm sure the 17s are good, but this 18 just really doesn't do it for me. It's mediocre. It's it's basic red wine uh, with high tannins and oaky, but 16, uh, sorry, 18 was a really crappy vintage in Ontario. It's not going to produce so far from what I've tasted really stellar wines, and this one really let me down. You know what? I, I wouldn't say really let me down. The biggest crime in this wine is the fact that it's mediocrity. Um I was on the line with it. I am going thumbs down on this just because it's mediocre. I'd rather spend a few more bucks and get the Flat Rock 2018 Pinot Noir. Uh, and let's just hope that the next vintage is better. 2018 will be hit or miss for Pinot Noir because that rain came and depending on when people harvested. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I usually pump up this wine in spite of its tannic nature. But 2018 is just... Wait for the 2019 for me. I, I, I think it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big thumbs down for me. But uh, looking at something else from Shadow to Charm that's a big thumbs up, it's the Gamay Noir Duat 2017. This, Sorry, you... Gamay Noir Duat or the Gamay Noir Duat? Oh, my God. He is drunk. Um, look, this wine here might be one of the best Gamay Noir Duats that has ever come out of Shadow Nate, to Charm. I will say, in my 12 years in Ontario, this is the best Gamay Noir Duat ever to come out of Chateau de Charm. Lots of dark fruit, black cherry, hints of mocha and pepper, lots of pleasantries here. Good backbone, floral, it's just a pretty wine, but it's a drink now, couple of years. Disagree. There's, there's no oak in it. So there's no well, backbone to matter. hold it for doesn't a long matter. time. It's, 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 listen, the extraction of tannin from the skins on this wine, I think it's going to age a little longer than we think. And here's the thing. You and I have done the tasting in previous podcasts with aged Niagara Gamay, and they don't hold on as long as I would hope. But I think this is a 5 to 7, maybe a 7 to 10 year if you want to put it in your cellar. Uh, think- but, it's, but here's the thing about Gamay Noir is it is one of those wines you can open unapologetically young – guzzle it down because the tannin is so soft and well integrated uh 
for me, it's the concentration of this wine. 2017 was that miracle vintage. It looks like that hot September was the miracle that the Duat needed. Andre, I'm a big thumbs up for this wine, but I think when you talk about 10 years, this is not a 10-year wine. And the reason that it is not a a 10-year wine is because it doesn't see oak, it doesn't have the backbone to last, and and you have to take it from a guy who has held on to Gamay Noir Duat in great vintages and in... Uh, mediocre vintages and have gone back to those bottles and gone, oh my God, what have I done? Listen, I, I defer to your experience. You know what? Why risk it? Buy the bottle. Enjoy it young. Drink it. It is definitely the best Gamay Noir Duat that I've tasted. If you want to hold it five this. years, I would recommend it, but no more than that. Drink this when it's at its peak. Let's cross the ocean. 2016 Cabral Reserva Duro. Um, I don't have much to say about this wine. It's a big thumbs down for me. Way too much, uh, like, syrupy, artificial vanilla. Like, not even good vanilla. Like, crappy vanilla. Tannin is way high. It's like a fourteen ninety five wine. I want to open this and drink this. I don't have the patience to decant it. I don't have the patience to age this. I'm sorry. It's just, it's it's a big thumbs down for me. Did not enjoy this wine. At thirteen ninety five. I think this oh, is... Oh, I was a, off by dollars. Still too much money. I think this is one of those little gems that you could put in your cellar and be shocked in five to seven years. This one has got lots of dark fruit. It's juicy. It's got Ooh. mocha. It's got bittersweet chocolate. It's got some good tannins. It's got a cherry note. I think... In my experience with Duro wines, that this might be a sleeper. And Andre, you may be eating your words in years to come. At thirteen ninety five, this is one of those wines that is going to shock the right out of you when I bring it out. There's at, one for the swear jar. At a stump the chump in 10, 12 years, and you're going to be like, this is great! And I'm going to go, yeah, remember that uh, that Cabral? Yeah, that's it, and and you're going to be eating those words. I'll happily drinking eat, them. By I will the way. happily eat my words at that date. Uh, 2014. Big Jaunty's, thumbs up for me on that one. 2014. Jaunty's Ducks Pekin Red, not Peking. Pekin. P e k i n. Sixteen ninety five. I'll jump right into this because uh, I'm rarely this negative on the podcast. This was a thumbs down for me. This smells and tastes like a junkyard tire fire. And it doesn't even have the courage to be as entertaining as a junkyard tire fire. Look, this is a dumpster fire of a wine, and the sad part dumpster is... Dumpster fire or junkyard tire fire? With, there we go. Four e- tries, and I got it down. Either one. I have tried this wine in the past, and it has been a delight. This one, unfortunately, let me down. So I'm a thumbs down on it as well. Uh, but as I said, it has been very good in the past. So something. So definitely look for it, but not the 2014. I'm going to jump right in here to something that I was a th- I was a thrill a minute on, and I think you liked it too, although I can never be 100% sure what you like these days. Uh, the Luigi- well, I think at one time you said I forgot what wine tastes like. That is true. But this is the Luigi Bosca 2017 Cabernet Sauvignon from Mendoza, Argentina. It's what I'm drinking right now. And holy crap was this good at 1895 coming out April 4th. This was just a wine that got better and better in the glass. Nice texture, cinnamon, cedar, cassis, black cherry, raspberry, smoky, layered, lovely. And what I like in an under $20 bottle of wine, ageability galore. I was a big thumbs up on this one. I was also a big thumbs up. And 
when you pour this wine in your glass, especially right after opening it, you know what? Do not decant this wine because it's part of the adventure. Is it feels a little like riding a roller coaster because you pour it into your glass and you get that first aroma and it's just like, oh my god, this smells like cinnamon hearts, but I can't really get any fruit in it. Did someone really like screw up the winemaking? Is there poor decisions being made? And then when you get to that top and you take that first sip of the wine and it passes your gums, it's just like, oh my god, there's all the fruit and there's the cassis and the raspberry and the strawberry. It's like, wee! Over the lips and past the gums. Look out, stomach. Here it comes. Here is my official tasting note of the Luigi Basket Cabernet Sauvignon. Yum, 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 yum. And Andre. 1895, you're exactly right. Ageable, enjoy it now, tan and soft, ready to go. Uh, just strap yourself in and enjoy the ride. That's so good. It is, it is a good bottle of wine for now and for, for later, so I'm really happy with that. All right, 2016 Chateau Buenavista Napa Cabernet Sauvignon. 59.95, so it's out of Michael's price range, yep. but right in my price range. Um, Andre obviously makes more money than he thinks he makes. No, I just buy less wine instead of having a cellar with 2,000 bottles. I only have a... Uh, you know what? This tastes uh, exactly what I expect Napa Cab to taste like. I mean, it's the unfortunate thing about the reality of the economy these days and the reality of Napa Cab is at $60, you're still looking at entry-level this is a little bit better than what I would expect from the Robert Mondavi Napa Cab, which is my my benchmark for what I'm willing to spend on at $45. But at $60, it's great. I mean, you get a lot of cassis, mocha. Uh, it's just a very enjoyable wine that does have aging potential, even though it does kind of push right into that jammy fruit. So uh, Buena Vista Napa Cab for me is a thumbs up for me and a great way to get your introduction to entry-level Napa Cab. Look, there's better uh, entry level Napa cabs, as far as I'm concerned. We've done uh, a couple on this uh, podcast. We've done a couple on uh, two thumbs up. Uh, if juicy had a smell, yeah, I'd, I'd be all over it. I think this this smells juicy right from the get go. And yes, it is juicy on the palate. Uh, chocolate, cherry, slight sweetness, uh, approachable tannins. But for $60, I'm expecting something with a little more depth and a little more complexity. This one, to me, was a one-note trick pony, and uh, that's, what, that's what I got out of it. So it is uh, a, a thumbs down. Uh, if the price was uh, a little better, I'd be up. But, I mean, uh, with, for the I'll, price I'll, and what you're getting, I'm, I'm down on this one. I will agree with you. I wish the price was a little bit better. Um... I'm still buying it, though. I'm still buying it. Um, all right. So there we go. We've got our April two thumbs up. I was right as usual. Michael was wrong. Uh, you can find what I have to say about this, and you can check the blog post at underwinereview.ca. I'm Michael Biggis of MichaelBiggisWineReview.com. Fake news. Look, I think the big one here. Wrong. Uh, let, let, let's look at the uh, three wines that probably we agreed most on was that Charme d'Alignor. I think that definitely. that sparkling was uh, was definitely uh, something there. The Luigi Bosca and the Gamay Noir Duat, those are the wines uh, to really get out of this podcast. And as well, take us away, Michael. As I've always said to Andre, good night. Get out. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to Two Guys Talking Wine on iTunes.